You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 48, How to Make Time for Personal Development as a Mom, the Three P's. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I've heard it said that September is the new January, meaning that with the new school year, many of us feel like we have a fresh start and we set goals, we get organized, we feel like we are ready to conquer the world and tackle all of our projects and become the awesome, amazing people that we've always dreamed of being. But but the problem with this is it's easy to get disillusioned pretty quickly because even with kids in school, moms have so much on our plates, whether we're staying at home with our kids or we're working outside the home. There just isn't a lot of free time for any of us to work on goals and personal development, or at least that's how it can often feel. And today I have a guest on the show who's going to teach us how to make the most of the time that we do have as mothers to enrich and develop ourselves as individuals. Her name is Mary Jenkins. She's a mother of two, a social media marketer and a writer, and she's in the middle of getting her master's degree in social work. So she fits a lot into her busy life And the title of her episode today is How to Make Time for Personal Development as a Mom, the three Ps. So Mary, welcome to 3 and 30. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so fun to get to talk to you. You and I actually got to know each other several years ago through Power of Moms. So we're friends and now we're podcasting together. I know. It's kind of come full circle. (laughs) Yes, it's great. So I mentioned there that you have you know, your hand in a lot of different projects and causes. You've worked with these different websites, Power of Moms, The Dating Divas, Fun, Cheap, or Free. You're also just really passionate about your own personal development, and you have two kids. So you're fitting a lot of things in. And I just wanted to start out by asking, why do you do this? Like, what has personal development brought to your life as a mom? So personal development has always been a passion of mine. Even, even since I was a kid, I always loved learning. I loved creating anything that I could do that just really stretched myself. And so when I became a mom, I quickly found that we just don't have time. There is Mm. such limited hours in the day. And especially when you have young ones, you're probably not getting a lot of sleep and, um, they they really need your attention. And so I really started to struggle. I started to kind of lose myself in um, the role of motherhood. And in some ways, I almost started resenting being a mom because I thought, well, I'm just never going to have time for myself until my Mm. kids are out of the house. It's just not going to happen. I should accept it. And just, I'm going to be grumpy about for for 18 years until my kids leave. And I realized while thinking about it, that it didn't have to be that way that maybe I don't have time for the projects and all the things that I did before I was a mom um, to the, to the extent that I did them, but I absolutely had time uh, for personal development. I just had to be really strategic about it and kind of shift how I thought about it. And so 
Once I did that, I saw a huge shift in myself as a mom. I was happier. I was um, more excited to be involved with my kids. And because I didn't see it as I'm always doing things for them or with them. And I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I'm burnt out. I'm, you know, burning the candles on both ends and don't have time for myself. So it really just, it changed our household. It changed the way I view motherhood. And I also realized that personal development doesn't mean it has to be something I do by myself. And so a lot of the times it involved my kids and was a way that I could show them a new skill or Mm. um, a way that I could connect with them. So it really has added so much value um, to my life. And so it's something I really uh, have a passion about teaching other moms about. Yeah. And, you know, I have had such a similar experience too. I felt so lost as a mom that first little while. And I think my big first step into kind of finding myself again was when I got involved with Power of Moms and started writing. And I just felt like I was using my gifts in different areas, not just with my son. So I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, So I feel like that's kind of the why, why fit this personal development in. But you're going to teach us the how, because I think most moms know this and want to do this, but how, how do they fit it in, especially when they have little ones underfoot all the time or they're working. And so between their kids and working, how can they fit in personal development? And so you're going to give us three takeaways. And I love that you did it with alliteration, the three P's of personal development. So do you want to tell us the first P? Yes. So the first P is planet. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, you know, there's that old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so whenever we're setting a goal or starting a new project, we always need to plan. And and motherhood is something you really can't plan all the time. You have to be flexible. If you have a sick kid or, um, you know, you're working, not working, like motherhood isn't something that we plan our day from start to finish and everything goes as perfectly as we planned it out. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of laughable to even think about, about that in my own life. Um, but if you don't plan for your personal goals, then they won't happen at all. So it's better to plan it and maybe have to tweak it and change it along the way than to just never plan it. So the first question that I always recommend is for someone to just think, what are your personal goals? Um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of brainstorm. And then the second question, once they've kind of developed, well, here are some things I want to work on. And maybe it could be, um, you know, a health goal or maybe reading more books. Maybe it's um, creating something new. Um, but once they have that list of personal goals, then I ask them, how much time do you have to devote to those goals in a day or in a week? Mm-hmm. And it kind of kind of self-creates a plan once they have those, those two first kind of key points. Yeah. Well, and I like that you make this really tangible by saying not only what are your goals, but realistically, how much time do you actually have? Like sit down with a calendar, look at the calendar, and it may be that you recognize that you only have half an hour to work on these goals this week. Well, work with that, you know, or it may be that you have bigger chunks of time than you realize, but you've always just assumed that you don't have enough time to work on them. Is that what you found when people sit down and start thinking about their time more deliberately? Yes. I think one of the things that that anyone who tries to set a goal struggles with 
is I kind of call it like um, the Elizabeth Gilbert phenomenon. So I'm sure many of us know Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she spent a year of her life traveling the world and having these amazing um, personal development type experiences. And so a lot of people read her books and thought, okay, well, that's what I need to do. I need to go for a year and travel the world. <laughs> and all of the, all of us moms are going, but wait, we can't do that right now. Yes, <laughs> We're raising yes. families. So this must not apply to me. I can't have these amazing experiences that she had. And what she teaches when she um, gives lectures and seminars is you absolutely can. And so when you break it down and you actually have them look at a calendar, they realize, oh, well, my child goes to preschool two times a week and I I have this hour or, Mm. you know, maybe if I just um, took a half hour of their nap time um, and did something just for me. And that's what I found when I when my children were little, we were so busy. Um, and I often would use their nap time to clean or to, to do something around the house that was not personally personal development, but I had this list Mm. of tasks that just needed to get done. Um, and a good friend of mine said, you know, do something for you. It doesn't have to be the whole nap time, but just take maybe 20 minutes and just read a Mm -hmm. book or do something. And then you can spend the rest of the time doing your tasks for the day. And it really does. Mm -hmm. It's more doable when you can actually look at a calendar and break it down. Yeah. And I think then protecting it. So I'm like, oh, did we just add a fourth P? Um, Yeah. So if you see that pocket of time, then to protect it and say, like, I will not use it doing the dishes and or I will not use it answering emails or whatever. This is my time for this personal development goal. I I have heard someone say, don't do anything during your kid's nap time that you could do when they're awake. Yes. And obviously you can't always, you can't always follow that. But in general, it's like you could do dishes when they're awake. You could not sit down and write in your journal or work on writing your novel or whatever you're your big professional development or personal development goals are. So do those things when they're out of the house, when they're asleep in those pockets of time and do the other things when they're up and at your feet. Yes. I love that. And I think that applies to nap time. Um, now that my kids are a little bit older, they're 12 and 10. I use kind of that same rule, uh, for when they're at school, if it's something that Mm -hmm. I could do when they get home from school, like dishes or, um, folding laundry. We love folding laundry as a family. Well, I love it. And I pretend like my kids love it, <laughs> but we all get together. We all do it together. Um, I, I'm not going to do that during the day because that time is, is protected time. It's, it's sacred time. Yeah. I'm going to use it as wisely as I can. Yeah. And you're going to use it for your work, your school, your, you know, your master's program and all of these other things that you're working on. So first you plan it by looking critically at what your goals are and how much time you actually have. And then what do you do next? So then you have to prepare, you have to prep it. It's, it's great to say, okay, my goal is to do yoga 10 minutes every day. And you write it down and you even have a time in your calendar and you say, I have these 10 minutes every day and you protect it. But what happens when your child leaves the house for preschool or you just get them down for the nap and you say, okay, I have these 10 minutes. And then you have to go find your yoga mat and you have to go get your music ready and you don't know where they are and they're somewhere in the garage or they're somewhere in your closet. 
And by the time you get it all together, your 10 minutes are up and you think it took all this time to get it out. And now I don't even have time for it. So mm-hmm. prepping it, it's, it's kind of the idea of if, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So whatever your goal is, make it available, put it right where you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend once who, uh, reading her scriptures was a personal goal for her. She wanted to read them every day. And so she put them on her kitchen counter and had them open to the page she wanted to read. And that way, every time she walked through the kitchen, she saw it and it reminded her that's, that's a goal. It's going to happen today. Um, and she was flexible about when it happened, but it was, it was right there in front of her. And so with, with prepping it, you also want to look for moments of opportunity. You want to, um, you want to look up for kind of in that same vein of scheduling it, but kind of those more flexible moments where it might not be easy to plan, but it's just a moment of opportunity and you just grab it. And if the things are prepared and they're out and ready to go, you know, I've had many times when now that my kids are older, they kind of don't need me (laughs) as much, which is kind of sad, but also kind of great. (laughs) You know, they're, they're independent with their homework. They can sit and do their homework and I'm right there available if they need me, but I don't have to sit right there with them and, and do it with them step by step. And so oftentimes they're on their own, they're doing their own thing. And I think, Oh, this is a moment of opportunity. What could I do right now? That would be productive or have me experiencing some personal development. And if my favorite book that I'm really into is way upstairs piled under a bunch of laundry, like it usually is, then it's, you know, it's, it's like, well, maybe I won't do that. You know, I'll just go wash dishes or I'll go. I don't know. I have a thing with dishes. We've brought that up a few times. Yes. Or I'll scroll through social media. I mean, I think that is huge for a lot of moms, me included, definitely that I reach for the phone when I have a moment of opportunity because that's right there and it's easy versus if I had like, if I were a scrapbooker, which I'm not, but if I had like my photos and stuff set up in my kitchen, then I might grab that and do a page really fast instead of grabbing my phone. But it's just whatever is the easiest that's what we're going to do. What's easy and available is what we're going to do. Right. And I think, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because scrolling through social media, I love social media. I mean, I work in that field um, and have for six years. And so uh, the flip side of that though, is that I, I kind of feel like I have that behind the curtain wizard of Oz view of social media. And I, I see the, the good, but I also have seen the bad And, um, for a lot of moms, it's just that, that quick, like you said, they grab it, it's quick, it's easy, but it's, how is that? How are we growing through that? I mean, there's a time and a place for sure. Um, there are accounts I love following and I love checking up on, but is it 10 minutes or is it an hour? And Mm. when I don't have something prepared, when I don't have something ready, um, like a book or like, uh, you know, a a meditation app that I I'm going to meditate for these 10 minutes, Um, I just always think what is going to make me feel better in the long run, kind of scrolling Mm. through social media for, for who knows how long, because we lose track of time when we're doing it or, or using, you know, the calm app for 10 minutes and just getting a little meditation in my day or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. When you sent your proposal over, this is the, this is the point that I really loved the most, the idea of prepping it and having it right there and available. It reminded me of, Um, I've heard a speaker, Wendy Joyhart is her name, talk about how 
when you lower activation energy, you're much more likely to do something because as human beings, we're essentially lazy and the we want to expend as little energy as possible. And so you have to make the activation energy, basically the energy it takes to get started on something as low as you possibly can. And if you do that, then you're much more likely to pursue your goals. Like she said, if you have a goal to practice the guitar, if you put the guitar in the room that you most often sit and veg out in, you'll practice the guitar so much more than if you even have to stand up across the room and get the guitar out of the closet. And you would think like walking 10 steps is not that big of a deal, but as human beings, it actually is. Like the easier we can make it to activate these habits, the better it's gonna be, the more we're gonna pursue these goals. I love that. So, and then what is your third P? So the third P is be proud of it. Um, I, I think that mom guilt is something that just kind of comes with the territory. It's something that we can experience so easily, uh, because we love our family so much and we want to be there with them and we want to do all the things for them. And so it can sometimes be hard to say, um, kind of like April Perry, who, who introduced us to power of moms, who runs power of moms says, mommy is a person. It's it's sometimes hard to remember that mom is a person and that we have needs and we have um, things that need to be fulfilled within ourselves that might not necessarily come from our children or from our work directly as a mom, but is something that is more of a personal development um, skill or, or tool that we need to use. And so just say no to mom guilt, just let it go. And I know that's easier said than done. <laughs> But mm-hmm. just- and I have I actually have a whole episode on. So if anybody is mom guilt is a real struggle for you, I would recommend I'll link it. I have a whole episode on how I've overcome mom guilt or I've at least learned to control it um, because you're so right. We need to let go of it and be and be proud of the things that we're doing for ourselves. Yeah. I I just remember having really young kids and and feeling like. I really wanted to be all in and right there for them anytime they needed me, but they could need you 24 hours of the day. And at some point, um, you know, you have to say, okay, mom, mom is a person too. Mom needs time too. So kind of the backstory on mommy as a person, um, it's a great article on power of moms. Um, but it's the idea that she was sitting at dinner and her kids were saying, well, I need this. So she'd get up and go get it from the kitchen. Oh, but then I need this. And she wasn't eating her dinner or her lunch or whatever it was because her kids constantly needed, I need another drink. I need another this. And so she would get everyone what they needed, make sure everyone was settled. And then she would sit down and she would verbally even say to her children, mommy is a person and I'm going to eat my food now. And yeah, I remember she would say, does anybody need anything else? Because I'm not, I'm not helping anyone until I eat my food. (laughs) And they, so she kind of trained them to realize that, um, you know, mom deserves to eat dinner too. Yes. And so it's the same for anything. If there's a passion or a project or something that you just want to develop in yourself, um, make time for that. And don't feel guilty that that time is taking away from your family uh, and, and I struggle with this right now, even, you know, though I've, I've tried to fight mom guilt for, I mean, my oldest is 12. So this is an ongoing thing and you have to continuously kind of say no to the mom guilt as maybe a new project comes up or, or you take a new job or you start a new program and it might take a little bit more of your time than it did before. And you start to think, Oh, is this worth it? Um, 
it, you know, it, it really is, is worth it for you. Um, but you are the only one who can control how you, how much time you spend and how you feel about it. So say no to mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of be proud of it is share your accomplishments with your family. If your family sees what you're doing, not only are they going to be excited about it, but you're modeling this great personal development value for your children. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the things that I kind of value right now as I'm in my master's program. Um, When I first started, I mean, to be honest, my children were kind of, it was a little bit of a shock to the system because mom, who was totally available before, now has evening classes a few times a week, now has to do homework on the weekends. And so my time, I, I've had less time available. And thankfully, you know, I had friends and family and my husband who kind of jumped in to help support. And um, But it was a little shock to the system because I was always so available. But after a few weeks, when I would share things I'm learning in class, or they would see me finish a really big paper that they knew I was working hard on, they started cheering for me. And there was one night where it was my daughter's birthday. She was turning 12 and I had class that night and it was my first semester. I'd only been in the program about a month and I had so much mom guilt because in grad school, you really are not allowed to miss class. And so I thought, well, do I just miss the class and and face the consequences, whatever that may be to stay home for my daughter's birthday or do I go, what do I do? And so I actually asked my professor, and let her know. And she said, well, what does your daughter think? What does your daughter say? And so I thought, okay, well, I'll go ask her. So such a great question, right? So I asked her and I said, Margaret, I have class that night and I know it's your birthday. So I will stay home with you and we can do your whole birthday celebration that night, or we can do it on Saturday. I think her birthday was on a Wednesday. We can do it in a few days on Saturday and I'm totally fine with either one. And my professor is fine with either one. I'm, you know, it's, you decide whatever you want. And she just looked at me like, like I was crazy. And she said, mom, I know how important school is for you. And I'm proud of you that you're doing this program. You need to go to school and you need to do your work. Mm -hmm. And it was not in a guilt way or anything. She knew that this was a important thing in my life. And she supported me in that important thing. She said, we can do it on Saturday. It's not a big deal. (laughs) So Mm. I hope that as my children grow and as they've watched me take this time for myself and as I've shared, I mean, they were at my undergraduate graduation when they were very little um, and, you know, saw me in my cap and gown walk across the stage. I hope that they remember that. And I hope that as they grow, they will value personal development um, in their own lives. Absolutely. I love that story about your daughter. And I do think that it models so much for our children, the importance of lifelong learning and growth when we continue to do it and we allow them to be a part of it. And we talk to them about what we're learning and what we're doing. I definitely have done that with starting my podcast. I I've talked to my kids about the episodes. Noah, you know, will like listen to little pieces of them when I'm editing them And he's excited about it and interested in it. And it's so funny, like the other day um, he was looking, I was looking at different podcasts and he was looking at mine and he's like, mom, look, you have some five-star reviews. Like he knows what that means. And he's like, he's like, that's awesome, mom. And so he's rejoicing with me over the things that I'm working on. And just like I rejoice with him. So it's, it just is a much more 
um, like full family experience where we're all growing and celebrating and helping each other. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of reminds me of kind of my last point where maybe if some moms are listening to this podcast and personal development is something they want, really want to incorporate, but they just don't have the time to take away from their family. Um, mm. They don't, they don't have that time to step away. So it needs to be something done in, in the scope of being with their children. That's totally mm-hmm. possible. And um, I had an experience when my daughter was, I think about seven years old and I really wanted to start running, which is something that I have since realized I am just not a runner, <laughs> but I, I had a goal to run a 5k. And I thought if I could just do that, I'll feel really accomplished. And so I got this training schedule and I was all set to do it. And she said, mom, I really want to learn to run. Can I do it with you? And at first I kind of thought, oh, this, this is kind of like my time. I was going to go and do this, this running schedule each day. And you know, I, I, this is my personal development, but then I realized that's so silly. Of course I can do it with her. Of of course, we can make this a way that we can connect and bond. And so every um, day we would go out and we would follow the little schedule of what it said we should walk and run. Of oh. course, she was she was way faster than me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I thought you were going to say she was slower, but no, no she was I, I, I'd be the same way. My <laughs> kids would be faster much faster than, than yes. me. And at the end, we did the color run 5k where they throw chalk at you and, and spray paint at you as you run through all the different places. And we have this beautiful picture. I wrote about this uh, experience for Power of Mom several years ago, but this picture of me, she said, mom, pick me up as we were at the finish line and I'm holding her um, and we're covered head to toe in chalk in different colors. And she still talks about that to this day about when we learn to run together. So Mm. find something, if it's whatever it is, you know, cake decorating, yoga, um, meditation, whatever it is that you want to incorporate into your day, and find a way to include your children if that's if that's what you want to do or if that's kind of what your schedule allows right now um, mm-hmm. and find a way to do it. Yeah, I love that. And I also love that you're saying if that's something that you want to do, if you want to include them, because if you had said, no, uh, these runs are going to be for me and my like, you know, um, de-stress time, that would have been OK, too. Totally. You know, but that you looked into yourself and thought, actually, this would be fun to do with her and allowed her to be a part of it. So as moms, some things can be just for us. Some things can include our children. Um, But regardless of whether they're actually doing the activity with us, we can still talk to them about it and include them in letting them know what we're working on. Totally. This has been so helpful, Mary, and I want um, you to recap all of the P's for us. So would you mind doing that? Absolutely. So uh, we just plan it. So maybe sit down sometime this week and brainstorm some personal goals and find what time you have in your week. Um, Prep it. So start small. Take just one of those goals and and find a way to make it available, get everything out that you need, the supplies, put it somewhere you'll see it and look for those moments of opportunity that might be unplanned, but available. Uh, We kind of threw protect it in there. And I like that. Mm -hmm. So keep that time set aside, even add it in your planner, write it down, just like it's an appointment, because it really is an appointment with yourself. um, And it's just Mm -hmm. as important. And then be proud of it. Just work to say no to that mom guilt and share your accomplishments with your family. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so great. And I know you have some um, 
some different passion projects that you're working on. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience if they want to continue following you or learning from you? Yeah, so they can find me at um, on I'm on Instagram at on being real. And that is really my passion project for connecting people, specifically women, uh, through our stories and through being authentic and, um, and real. And so you can follow me there. Um, you can also follow me at main street pals. If you are a Disney fanatic, like I am, this is one of my personal development goals that I started several years ago, um, where I wanted to help families plan their Disneyland days. And so I just started this Instagram account and it's, it's just been something fun that I've I've been doing for a while. Which I just love. I mean, I don't I don't know anybody who is an expert in Disneyland like you. It's incredible. <laughs> so, um, oh, thank you. yeah, if people are planning Disney trips or, you know, will be in the future, they should check that out. All right. Well, thank you, Mary, so much for coming on and for teaching us about how to make time for personal development as a mom. It was such a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you for having me so much. Well, I'm feeling inspired and I've decided that my goal for this week is going to be to start exercising regularly again, which I got out of the routine during the summer. And now that we're back into the school year, I still haven't quite picked my time and gotten going. So my plan is to do it as soon as I drop Sally off at preschool every day. And I will take some Instagram story videos this week to show you the beautiful area where I live in Idaho when I'm out for those morning walks. And speaking of Instagram, if you're not already following me over there, it's 3 in 30 podcast, all one word. Please come join our community. That is where I post my thoughts and applications of the takeaways each week. And the comments and interaction from our community members are so great. It's one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast. So find us on Instagram at 3 and 30 podcast. And did you receive the email of all of the takeaways from August? I sent that out last week. So if you think you're on the list and you didn't see it, make sure you check your junk box or your promotions tab if you're a Gmail user. And if you would like to get signed up for that email, go to 3in30podcast.com forward slash takeaways. You are doing great, mamas, and I hope that you make some time for your own personal development this week.